Hey mama, full disclosure, this episode is a tough one. I want to discuss the topic of grief and the loss of normalcy. This may be triggering to those who have experienced loss and are still in the process of grieving. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, but if you find yourself being triggered by any of these topics, take a break this week and come back to this episode whenever you're ready. Your mental health is what is most important. Hey mama, ever feel like there's just never enough? Whether it's energy, time, patience, or wine, well, you're definitely not alone. Welcome to Mama Needs Me Time, a podcast designed by a mom for moms. My name's Molly. I'm a mother, a wife, and most importantly, a woman who struggled to find herself after becoming a mom. We're going to touch on mental health, personal development, and tips and tricks to make things easier. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get this thing rolling. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sorry if that disclosure in the beginning kind of caught you off guard. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about something today that has really shaped me as a mom um, and as a person. And it's kind of a touchy topic for a lot of people. Um, I want to talk about grief. Um, And it's not necessarily just associated with the loss of life even though that's a huge and relatable um, part of grief. But what I really want to focus on today is grieving the loss of normalcy. So most of us, if not all of us, have been in a pandemic for the last six to eight months. And we've lost our normal. Um Some of us had already experienced that in life. Like my child was premature and I spent three months kind of helping nurse him through time in the NICU. Um, But for a lot of parents and a lot of people, this is the first time that they've really dealt with this. And it's shocking, right? Like it's, it's not anything that you're trained to deal with (laughs) as a kid growing up. And, you know, my kid loved going to the zoo. He loved going to library story time. And at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, it's fine. He's just a little kid. And like, he's not even going to notice what's going on. But like, it doesn't seem like this is going away. Like, it doesn't seem like we're not going to wake up tomorrow and they'll be like, hey, guess what? Pandemic's over, guys. Head on outside. Go back to normal. So the loss of normalcy is hard because we think that everything will just go back to the way it was. And that's just, you know, sadly, that's just not the case. Um, And I want to read you guys a poem, uh, which really rang true for me when I was, well, I shouldn't say that. They gave me this poem when my son was in the NICU. Um, And I was like, whatever. I'm just, I was angry and I was tired and I was just, sick of all the the attempts to make me feel better um but this this poem is called welcome to holland so bear with me i'm going to read this really quick and then we're going to dive back into it so when you're going to have a baby it's like planning a fabulous trip to italy you buy a bunch of guidebooks and make your wonderful plans the Colosseum, michelangelo's david the gondolas in venice You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very exciting. 
and after months of eager anticipation, the day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. The stewardess comes in and says, welcome to Holland. Holland? You say, what do you mean Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All my life, I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan. They've landed in Holland and there you must stay. The important thing is that they haven't taken you to a horrible, disgusting, filthy place full of pestilence, famine, and disease. It's just a different place. So you must go out and buy new guidebooks, and you must learn a whole new language, and you will meet a whole new group of people you would never would have met. It's just a different place. It's a slower pace than Italy, less flashy than Italy, But after you've been there for a while and you catch your breath, you look around and you begin to notice that Holland has windmills and Holland has tulips. Holland even has Rembrandt. But everyone you know is busy coming and going from Italy. And they're all bragging about what a wonderful time they had. And for the rest of your life, you will say, yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. And the pain of what will never, ever, ever go away. Because the loss of that dream is a very, very significant loss. But if you spend your life mourning the fact that you didn't get to go to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special and lovely things about Holland. I mean, just wow, like (laughs) two years removed from our situation in the NICU and I can read that and barely get through it without crying. Um, We had no indication that our child would be born seven and a half weeks early. Moreover, we had no indication that our son would be born with a cleft palate and a small chin and a tongue tied, which together combined is known as Pierre Robin sequence. And you'll probably hear me mention that a number of times because it comes with its own sets of challenges. Um, and I remember just, I was so angry and I was sad and I was scared and I was annoyed. Um, I had a friend give birth to a beautiful baby boy um, while I was in the hospital with my son. And I just remember being so angry with her because she got to, it was normal. Everything was great. Her son was healthy. They were home in two days. She had like kind of a textbook labor. And I've asked her if it's okay for me to talk about this. (laughs) So she doesn't listen and be like, oh my God, what a bitch. Um, we've talked about it. (laughs) So, you know, I was so angry with her, but you know, when someone has a baby, you know, you, hold on, let me back up a second. When you, when you find out you're pregnant, you kind of end up in this like club, right? Like you're, you're going to be in this mom club and you're, you're going to have so many things to like relate to with other moms and it's going to be so great. At least that's the plan. And then you go to Holland, right? Like 
you've got your trip planned to Italy and you're going to have a healthy baby and it's going to be amazing and you're going to, you know, do Instagram posts and all these normal things and blah, blah, blah. And then your plane gets diverted and you end up in Holland and you end up, you know, sleepless nights worrying about your baby. I cannot, I cannot tell you the catastrophic pain and failure that I felt leaving the hospital without my baby. And it didn't get easier as time went on. It didn't become just another day. Every time I, excuse me, every time I had to leave that little boy under the care of medical professionals to go home and sit in his nursery and pump breast milk without him and go home and just try to be quote unquote normal. It tore me apart. I would have gone through 72 hours of unmedicated labor (laughs) to have my baby home with me. And there's, there's a great book, um, called the preemie primer. And it's about a doctor in San Francisco who, um, had triplets at 24 weeks. And she, I will never forget reading this line in her book where it says, no one congratulates a mom and no one feels as invisible as a mom who was being discharged from the hospital without her children. And that just, I mean, that just resonated with me. Like this is, this was my first experience with the loss of normalcy. And this is where I learned how to deal with it. So when this pandemic hit here in Seattle last March, we thought we've got this, we're prepared. Like we've, we've dealt with this loss before. And I have found over the last six to eight months that we are slightly better suited to deal with this than a lot of our friends. Um, there are a lot of parents who, you know, they, they have their kids and they've got their plan and then they go, you know, they go back to work. And so they have this system, right? They've got school age children now, their kids go to school or daycare and they go to work. But this, this pandemic is driving all of us to find a new normal. You have to find a way to use a shared office space with your spouse. You have to tag team helping the kids with their distance learning. You have to tag team finding ways to entertain your toddler, (laughs) which sometimes I wish he was older. Um, so he could, you know, I'll admit our, our screen time limits went out the window. (laughs) We are no longer policing the amount of time our son watches TV because He's two and he's definitely a tornado and it is like the only time we have to get things done around the house. He does go to a nanny um, a few days a week and she's great. You know, they're doing kind of Montessori style stuff there. We're trying to do Montessori style stuff in our house. But sometimes, you know, you just throw on Monsters University because I will never be as engaging and entertaining as Mike Wazowski. And I just let him veg for some time and I can clean the bathroom or brush the dog or, you know, do things that otherwise he wants to help with. And it, 
it's kind of interfering. And so we've all kind of had to take a step and like figure out, okay, what do I do? How, how do I, how do I cope with this? And there's, you know, there's the other aspect of grief, which is true loss, which is, which is death. And I think too often a lot of parents suffer through that silently um, because they're embarrassed and they feel like they failed. And I, I have suffered a miscarriage. Miles is actually a rainbow baby. Um, and we never told anybody. Um, I, it took me a long time to tell my husband because I think there's so much emotion wrapped up in grief and in loss and in mourning that we feel like we failed. And if no one has told you this before, my other mamas who have dealt with, with loss and have rainbow babies, you didn't fail. You did everything you could. You did everything to support that little baby, to support, you know, the life within you. And it, it sucks to hear it. And this is how I've coped with it. It just wasn't time. There were circumstances coming up in your life where you were not going to be ready to give that baby everything you had. And it's okay. It is okay. It's, it's similar, you know, with pets, you know, like there's a reason, there's a reason dogs don't live forever and it's sad and it's awful, but it's, you know, I firmly believe, I heard this the other day that dogs don't live as long as we do because we have to take the time to mature and grow and become an ideal person. And learn how to love. And dogs already know how to love. They come out and they're just ready and they know, they know what's up. (laughs) We don't deserve dogs. I firmly believe that. But I'm getting a little off topic. So with this pandemic, we've all had to find ways to cope. Um, And I can tell you that through personal development, finding podcasts that I connect with, finding you know, methods of self-actualization and self-introspection have made a huge difference for me. Um, I have truly found my path in life during these last six to eight months. Um, and it has made a huge difference for me. And I really do encourage all of you while we're dealing with this pandemic, while we're dealing with these elevated levels of stress, to take a step back and figure out, you know, what can I do? Um, I'm starting a Facebook group (laughs) called Mama Mindset Masters, and I'm going to be posting like reading suggestions. I'm going to post the Holland poem. I'm going to post all of these things that are going to kind of help you shift your mindset and, and battle that paradigm within you and figure out how you can deal with the loss of normal. Because normal isn't, isn't lost. Normal has changed. I hope that this information was helpful. I hope it wasn't too triggering for anybody. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to talk about self-care because I think that that's a great transition from, you know, mourning the loss of normal, normalcy and grieving 
to how you can take care of yourself. All right. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. As Jen Sicaro, author of You Are a Badass said, you are the only you that has ever been and ever will be. You are kind of a big deal. So go out there, mama, and get yourself some me time. Until next time, guys. Bye.